This is the Pickle Planet Podcast with Jenna and Tosh. Sit back and get a drink. Let's talk about parenting and how to survive it. Welcome to the Pickle Planet Podcast. I'm Tosh. And I'm Jenna. And we are very excited to have a special guest with us today. We have New Brunswick's own parenting coach on the show today. We are so excited to have you with us, Allison. Uh, Something that we were both talking, we really need. (laughs) (laughs) So maybe before we uh, jump right in and pick your brain, why don't you uh, tell everyone a little bit about you and the the services that you do provide, Allison? Absolutely. So I'm a parenting coach and consultant. I do a lot of work here in New Brunswick, uh, being a local person, uh, but I do a lot online as well. In fact, a lot of my local clients will use this Zoom or the phone because getting a sitter, trying to find the time, getting home from working, so it's, it's complex. So whatever makes it easier for my clients, the better. So I do a lot of one-on-one work. Um, like I said, online or phone or even in person sometimes. Um, I also do home observations. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that sounds intense. <laughs> it would be a little bit like um, Nanny 911, but with kind, helpful strategies. You know, we're not sending anyone away. I'm not yelling at anyone. We're we actually... Video cameras in to make a reality show out of it. <laughs> uh, shh. So why don't you uh, maybe go through just a little bit quickly, what exactly would parents need a parenting coach for? Um, Everything. (laughs) Kind of my thought, yeah. (laughs) So um, we we take classes to drive a car, right? Because we can ruin lives by driving a car the wrong way. we, we take classes for just about everything. We're taking classes to learn vegan cooking. Like, why aren't we learning parenting strategies? Um, there are some things that are natural, like our instincts, uh, but there are a lot of things that we know now that even our parents didn't know, or even we didn't know five years ago, about the brain and child development. So I can help people translate a lot of this, uh, this modern research and science into usable strategies. So how does this affect how I interact with my child from day to day? What is the, what is the best level of activities versus downtime? How can I increase mindfulness in me and my kids? And a big one is how can I have more patience? Oh yeah. Oh, <laughs> patience quite literally is a virtue uh, that I don't have. So I try, I try so hard, uh, but at, at four and six years old, there are trying times. Yeah. 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 And, and there are really clear reasons why that's so hard for us. Okay. Can you, can you elaborate? Yeah, I, I will. I'm like, which direction do I want to go first? So emotions is a huge thing. We were never raised being taught how to manage our emotions and emotions aren't even learned through being taught. They're, they're caught, not taught. So we need models that are using their, first of all, are identifying their emotions accurately, are managing their own emotions, are helping others manage their emotions. We're never taught these skills and they really are skills that have to be intentionally developed. We're not born knowing what to do with all of this stuff that comes up for us. And as parents, a whole lot comes up for us, right? Like it's one of the most personal pieces of work that we can do. 
And so looking at what's coming up for us is a huge part of what I do and what all parents are doing as they're trying to navigate this complex world of parenting. Mm -hmm. It is. It's so tricky because you're trying to balance your emotions and your reactions to the situation while also trying to help your children figure out their emotions and their reactions. And it's just this. Exactly. And at the same time, their emotions and their reactions are affecting us and we don't know what to do with ours, let alone how to help them with theirs. So it's, it's really a perfect storm without having the knowledge or the skills. My, my big issue is, is remembering that they're kids and that they don't have these things. Right. So I find myself um, just assuming my children should have common sense. Which is ridiculous. Oh, it's ridiculous. I know, I know. Exactly. I laugh at myself every time I'm like, wait, did I just say that? Because of course no, you don't know what the co- what the outcome of that was going to be. Like, don't stand on chairs. I know that I'll probably fall off. But my four-year-old, no, no, she's superwoman. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And even if everything is perfect and they can calmly think through, okay, what happens next? What could happen next? they don't have the ability to uh, make those judgments. And especially when all of their emotions are going or they're excited or they're distracted, which happens a lot, they actually can't access that part of their brain that even if they had the logic developed, they can't access it in the moment when emotions are running high and neither can we. (laughs) So when, when we're feeling emotional, we're literally disconnected from that part, part of our brain where there's reason and logic and judgment. I remember one time I went to one of the workshops that, that you give and you were talking about that idea of, of someone flipping their lid. Yes. How hard it is to, to unflip. Oh, wow. <laughs> and it, was yeah. such a, it was such a good visual and such a, it, it, it keeps in my head all the time now. It's, it's a powerful piece that when we don't realize that, we're, we're just reacting and we're, we're assuming that we know better and then we feel bad that we didn't do better. And then we think our kids know better. Well, they might know better, but they need certain conditions in place to actually be able to access that knowledge. So the real piece here is, is learning what to do about all of these emotions. Yeah, it, it really is. It, it, People kind of joke about it when you start to have kids. They're like, oh, you know, they don't come with a manual. (laughs) Of course they should. They are the one thing that should come with a manual. (laughs) Right. And there actually are some pretty good manuals out there now. They're just not given out at birth. Well, yeah. yeah, And I think for a lot of people too, they just don't, well, a lot of people don't enjoy reading and consuming and thinking about it as like, oh, I need to study up on how to be a parent, which is why I think it's so great that we at least are now at this technological stage where people could just have a phone call with you, have this, you know, a Skype, a a Zoom call to be able to see you and talk to you and even bring you into their home to be like, okay, this is, this is our life, you know, because what I read in a book that's written for everyone, I need something personal that's going to help in this moment. Right. Because every child is different. The situations keep changing. They keep growing. Just when we (laughs) figure something out, they have a developmental leap and then there's all this new stuff. Isn't that the truth? Oh yeah. Yeah. Every time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah although in retrospect now I'm, I'm quite missing some of those developmental leaps of, you know, the infant stages and the toddler stages where you were like, Oh, I know what's happening now. Yes. It's been three months. Yes. It's been six months. Oh, okay. You're figuring something out. Now it's like, 
oh, you're just getting into like moody teenage years. Oh no, what's going to happen? You just don't want to tell me anything anymore. <laughs> the the uh, younger stuff is easier to deal with. Yeah, well, and it is, isn't it? Like, In some ways. Stuff, yeah, that we thought was so hard is, is now turning out to be, yeah, that was, I could, I could do sleepless nights again, I think. I could, <laughs> for some things, I would take that back. <laughs> yeah. And so how old are your kids, Tosh? Uh, my daughters are four and almost seven, seven at the end of the month. And and, seven, uh, yeah. Our major problem is that they don't like each other. So that, that creates a lot of chaos in our home um, and me not handling it properly by, because my brother and I got along so well, it's so foreign to me that they, that they don't like each other so much, but they, the older one is working on it. She's, she's starting to understand that, that um, it affects me as a parent to have them fight all the time and she's seeing that and I don't know if maybe I shouldn't tell her that, that it affects me but I don't know I'm at this point I'm kind of like I I'm that's my last straw kind of thing and and it seems to be working <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing parents are often often doing what their parents did or or maybe they've read a book and they're implementing some strategies but then they get stressed or overwhelmed or a new thing crops up they don't know how to handle and they automatically go back to some strategies they swore they'd never use oh isn't that the truth yeah things that come out of my mouth that were my mom <laughs> and and the things that i will never do this and i'll never do that and then you're doing it and yeah. maybe it's not the right thing though because times have changed so much since <laughs> you know, 37 years ago. So, yeah. <laughs> but the, the, the amazing thing is, and I, I wish I could just step in and help people whenever I felt I could, <laughs> but some people don't like that. Yeah. So, <laughs> in the middle of Walmart or whatever. <laughs> yeah, they tend not to appreciate that. No. Um, I've heard. So <laughs> there are things that we can do to make it easier. And some of the things really are simple. We just don't know them. Well, I say we, I, I know a few. <laughs> <laughs> you have some ideas out there. I yeah. do, I do. <laughs> but, but if we could just talk about it more often and be honest about our struggles, because honestly, we all have them. I probably was a bit grumpy this morning. I, before, before we aired, uh, went on, on, um, on air, I had some issues with my kids. So, I mean, we all have it. It's, I, I know better, you know, when I stop, I actually know what I should have done. Yeah. But honestly, we all get overwhelmed and it's, it's just part of it and it's okay. But there are ways to make it easier, less often, less intense. I'm, I'm just, something you said kind of triggered a conversation I had not that long ago with a friend and she was talking about how overwhelming it is right now as a parent, because there's, kind of this culture evolving around this like oh parenting is so hard mm -hmm. you know and that there's not enough celebration of the positive moments right that you know we're we're letting ourselves go on and on about how difficult it is in a way that we're not asking for help we're not trying to you know improve the situation we're just complaining right. about it right. and how she she really appreciates when she sees more positive conversations around yep. the joys of parenthood and mm -hmm. without taking away from the reality of the struggles of it. I'm just right. if you're kind of noticing that as well, this kind of negative approach to a lot of things. I, I don't think it's any more than it ever has been. <laughs> I think people have always 
um, express the negative side. And, and our brains are actually hardwired to notice the hard things and the dangers more than the good things and the positive. So we have to be intentional about what we focus on. But I'd love to, to, to add on to what you're saying, Jenna, that even our kids will keep talking about what's negative. Um, so parents and kids and anybody in the lineup of the grocery store, yeah. we, we tend to do that. Sometimes why we're doing that isn't because we're stuck per se in just being negative or pessimistic. Often us and our kids are trying to feel heard. Sometimes it's about the emotion rather than let's just all try to be happy. We really need to have that validated and so do our kids. I get it. This totally bites. Like this is not good. I get it. You're feeling awful or your friend said this and that just doesn't feel good. I get it. And sometimes that is all we need to do and our child's behavior turns around or our best friend's behavior suddenly improves because we're struggling to be heard and some people are very persistent. Some kids are too. And they will keep they will keep asking for what they need in whatever way they know how to do it, which is sometimes through complaining or repetition. <laughs> yes. mom, 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 mom. Yeah, we know all about that, don't we? My foot hurts, my foot hurts, my foot hurts. Yeah, if only it worked the other way. If every time I repeated, uh, put your clothes on, put your clothes on, put your clothes on yes. they actually put their clothes on. Yes, yeah, that would be something. That would be something. See, can you tell what the struggle was this morning in our house? <laughs> the bus is coming, the bus is coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's the same in our house. It's yeah. like, just put your boots on, please. And there's, but I want to wear this shoe or that shoe. And I'm into, into the fours. And our, our second is, uh, she's very four. If, if you've had a four-year-old, you'll know what I mean. Uh, they, they're very trying. They, they're uh, strong-handed. Yes. Right, and like, I can do it. Yes. I need to do it. And yes, you do, but not when we're on a timeline. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just not today. Just not today. Yeah. yeah they, they don't seem to have the same agenda as we do. And that's really inconvenient for us. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine. It is. It is. And I, I try to really find those moments when it's like, okay, we don't have to be at the playground at a particular time. So, okay. You know what? Yes. It's going to take us half an hour to get in the van to go there. It's going to take us half an hour and I'm going to bite my tongue yes. all the times I want to say hurry up. Yes. Because that's not helping any of us. Yeah. <laughs> it's not. Yeah. Or telling my kid that she's slow as molasses, which is I, what I had used on me all the time as a kid. And I don't find that I'm a slow person now. Like, you know, I'm now no. I'm like, we got to go, go, go. But I grew up in Ontario where everything's go, go, go. So uh, that's in, that's ingrained in me. But my children are Maritimers. Where things yeah, are a little bit slower. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You could go to the Bahamas and really get used to a very slow life. Yeah. And then you come back here and you're like, oh my gosh, Maritimers are like so fast. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've heard this a really laid back kind of concept of time in the Bahamas. And I think like to try it out. I, I, yeah, I, can, yeah. I can test that theory. Yeah. yeah. Let's, go. Yeah, let's, let's do it. Do let's experiment, do a little research. Yes. yes. But speaking of that kind of slower pace, hopefully, we are moving into summertime. Yes. And we were talking about the fact that, you know, a lot of parents are probably about to find themselves spending more time than usual with their kids, whether they're on vacation or it's because the kids are home from school. 
what are some of the, the quick tips, the quick advice that you can give to parents to keep in mind to try to make it through this summer? Make it through the yes. best way possible for everyone. <laughs> well, it's, not that it's like we have to get through this. Summer. Like we want to yeah, enjoy, yeah. but to actually the ideal is to enjoy the time with our kids, mm-hmm. but yeah, and with each other. <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah. But the real the, the the reality is that sometimes we don't, and yeah. There's so many longer term strategies I want to talk about, like the raising our emotional intelligence. Uh, but for quick ones, having, having a bin of new novel kinds of activities that only comes out on rainy days, for example, or car trips, keeping those activities, and they could be old toys they haven't played with in a while, but having them reserved for special times is uh, a sanity saver because suddenly it's new. You know when you clean up all the toys and kids find ones that they haven't seen in a long time, they're like, oh my gosh, I haven't played with this in ages. And they play with it for like two days straight. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, it's that yeah. kind of an idea. <laughs> so it's really going to capture their attention and help you get through those those tough days. I like that. What do you, uh, what do you suggest with traveling? Like long car trips? I know the same kind of idea, bring new toys. Um, but how are you with uh, throwing an iPad at them? Kind of. <laughs> yeah. Don't tell anybody, but I might have done that once or twice. <laughs> uh, I do try to limit screen with my kids just because I see the difference in them when they've had a lot of consecutive screen time, whether it's an iPad or a phone or a movie or TV or whatever. So I do try to limit that, but I know that there's times that either we're going to pull this van off the road, (laughs) don't make me pull it off the road. You know, moments like that, when we're trying to concentrate on the road, and everybody's tired and hangry and everything else, if that's going to keep you focused on the road and not lose your absolute mind, you know, it's, it's going to help everybody, right? I I see it as what we do on a regular basis is what's most important. What's our normal? And if our normal is for every issue, we put them in front of a screen, then yeah, maybe we want to look at that. But if it's a one-off and once in a while, and you've never taken a 10 hour road trip with your kids before, and you're really concerned that they're not going to do well, because maybe they're a little strong-willed and spirited. Yeah. yeah, Bring (laughs) something along. (laughs) But maybe place some limits on it. And so it only comes out every couple of hours for 20 minutes or something like that. Or maybe it's an interactive game. Like there's one app that you can play between two iPads that is, uh, it's like Battleship. Oh, So it, oh. it is interactive. Oh, I like the sound of that one. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> something like that is is a little bit more of a compromise. Hmm. Yeah, that, that tends to be one of my go-tos as well is like, okay, if we need to have, you know, some screen time to get through you know, a string of rainy days or a long drive or somewhere where we're supposed to be very quiet and Mm -hmm. not fighting. Um, Yeah, I like when it can be, you know, game so that at least I know their mind is engaged in a different way than just like, oh, here's this, you know, zoning out on YouTube or what happened. There there are always times, I think there are always times when we all need that little, you know, okay, yeah, I need to just take a little Mm -hmm. break. Absolutely. But right. at the same time, yeah, if it's... If but it, it can't be our everyday coping strategy because yeah. then it's not really coping. It's no, a, and it's, it's not taking a break if it's every day. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's yeah exactly. Yeah. But here's a really fun alternative 
audiobooks. And in New Brunswick, you can borrow them for free. You don't even need to go into the library and it's automatically returned so it's never late. But a little caveat, make sure you have a notification for yourself because we were in the middle of a book and we went to listen to it the next night. It was gone. It had oh, been no. automatically returned. Oh, so no. I was like, oh, okay, I got this. I, I know tech. So yes. I went back on and figured out what my password was and finally got back on and went to check it out again. We were on the hold or we had it on hold. We were on the wait list and we were third. Whoa. Oh my gosh. So people obviously were waiting for this book. Uh, so we just got it back yesterday. So I'm, I'm looking forward to getting back into it. But an audio book is great because you can, you can share the classics with them or something from your childhood that you remember loving, like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, or maybe it's a book from a movie that they've seen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it just gives them more depth to the story. And it's a nice way to, to connect as a family. We have a lot of inside jokes in our family from some audiobooks, And we've had some pretty good laughs just recreating some of the scenes from audiobooks. Okay. <laughs> I like that. That was, that was my go-to when my kids were younger is I had Robert Munch reading his stories oh, on so CD and I had like, it was hours worth cause it, they were, it was just fantastic. Yeah. Except when I would be driving, it was fine if my husband was driving. <laughs> when I put it on, when I was driving, it would put me to sleep. Oh, for sure. I had to change it. I'm like, we can't listen to the stories if I'm driving. <laughs> How could Robert Munch ever put you to sleep? He's I think the it was most just like it's bedtime stories. Yeah. It's just that like, it was, yeah. it was soothing. I was like, I was listening to it and I was just like, it's like the warnings you get on those like sleep meditation podcasts. <laughs> Do not drive a car. While you're driving. I couldn't listen to the audio stories while I was driving. <laughs> That's funny. I like yeah. that. But you know what? Probably podcasts would be good too. I've, mm. uh, you know, I've yeah. suddenly gotten into a lot of podcasts, yeah. not kid podcasts, but uh, I can hook you up with kid podcasts. Apparently there are some. Yeah? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I'm going to check those out too yeah. because we're... We, we fly back and forth to Ontario quite often. So it's something to do even on the hour and a half, two and a half hour flight, whatever it may be. Um, mm -hmm. I, my oldest child could care less for the iPad, which is lovely, but then she gets bored. <laughs> yeah. So you can't, there's only so many things she can draw, but she can now read, which is nice. So that's a saving grace. While it's still cool, it might still work for this June. Who knows about next year when we go, if reading will still be cool when she's eight. But... <laughs> So we, we buy a couple books ahead of time. Uh, you could also take your child to pick out a couple, maybe it's a new series and they buy a book from a new series and you know that they like it. So you buy one or two more <laughs> just to keep in the pack for when you, you know, that, that sense, you know, something's starting. There's a disturbance in the force. <laughs> you can feel it. And you're yeah. like, Oh, look kids, new books. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we did that and last year. Our kids love the Dragon Masters books, yes. right now, which I know your daughter yes, loves too. Yes, love them. And so we took the entire series with us when we went on vacation. Brilliant. And that was the like, and we went on vacation, we met up with some other families who hadn't read the books yet. So it was fantastic because we got to read them all together and read them all over again. And yeah. so I already know that's like the first thing that's getting packed this year because now there's like there's know, two three or four us. more books yeah. last summer. Yes. So, and it's, yeah. yeah, like hoping to find another series like that, that would capture their attention would be perfect. Or now I need to go look and see if they've done audiobooks of those yet. That, that would, would be, be cool. Good. That would be very cool. <laughs> the Geronimo Stinton books are oh, really yes. good too. So yeah. just, you know, 
off the rails there as per <laughs> usual. Pick these books for your kids. They're awesome. <laughs> right, Allison? And, and there are there are like four thousand in that series. So right, yes. Oh my gosh, there's yeah, so many Geronimo end. books. Yeah. And then he's got a sister or a cousin, Thea, and then you've yeah, got the yeah, list yeah. of those ones. Oh, and yeah. then ones in space. And wait, oh yeah, there's <laughs> yeah. And there are certain ones that Claire likes more than yet. Anyway, we're gonna have to wrap it up soon. Yes. So what would you like? <laughs> I know. <laughs> so what would you like to leave people with today, Allison? Because obviously we'll talk about this again, but what is it that you want to leave folks with today? Okay. Something I'm really, really excited about. I am going to be starting to deliver workshops on raising our emotional intelligence in our families. Excellent. I mean, sign me up. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> we're, we're sad. Um, so this concept of raising our emotional intelligence has been gamified. It's been put into a deck of cards with a couple different ways to play them. So I teach how to play the game and what the brain science is between what we have to do with the game. And we practice so that when you go home with your kids, you're ready to go. You are game master. And the bonus is that it's a Canadian company. Love it. Love it. Yes. Very fun. (laughs) Yeah. And the University of Waterloo, it has taken on this game and they're doing a study. Oh, that's so cool. On the increase in emotional intelligence, which is amazing. Within five minutes, I I made connections and felt a difference in just with playing the game. Okay. We're in. Yeah. And Waterloo. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. So let's set something up for Moncton or we'll do like a road trip around the province. Awesome. Okay. Sounds yeah. good. <laughs> right. And where can folks uh, find you now to find out more information about all that you have to offer? Absolutely. So you can connect with me on all of my social media, email. I've got a free download for people. Everything you can find through my website at it's allisonsmithcoaching.com. All one word, Allison Smith Coaching. Perfect. Perfect. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for being a part of the podcast today. Like Jenna said, you'll be back. (laughs) (laughs) I so appreciate you guys having me on. It's been a lot of fun. It's been great. And thanks everyone for watching and tuning in. And uh, we'll be with you again soon next week. Bye.